What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I have some moves just to kind of rattle off. I know that's, it seems kind of redundant. Not I don't want to say redundant, but it seems like that's a lot of what we've done lately. But that's just the point of the offseason where we're at. Hey, so you guys, I'm sure there are days where you wish for hot stove news. And now that we've been getting that over the past couple weeks, let's just enjoy it while it's here. Let's not take it for granted because... You know, there are always those dull off-season days that we wish for more. But yesterday it was announced that the Rays signed Chris Archer. He's going back to Tampa. He's heading back to Tampa. He was a free agent. It's a one-year, $6.5 million contract. So Chris Archer rose to prominence as a member of the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, he was a highly regarded prospect with them. And, I mean, he was immediately valuable for this team in the rotation for several years. I mean, through 2018, which was the last year of his, of his first run with Tampa Bay, he posted a 3.69 ERA over 177, 177 starts for the Tampa Bay Rays. He had a lot of success for them. You know, he was an all-star and all that. And then the Rays traded him to Pittsburgh in a brilliant trade for the Rays. They got two righties, Tyler Glasnow and Shane Boz, as well as outfielder Austin Meadows in exchange for Archer. Glasnow and Meadows have since turned into major league building blocks for the Rays. And Shane Boz is their seventh best prospect in a deep farm system. But the Archer trade was a disaster for Pittsburgh. Obviously, they let go of those good pieces. But then they also got Archer, who disappointed for the Pirates. I mean, the Pirates encouraged him to lean on a sinker, which just did not work. And his production dipped in the wake of that trade and fell even more in 2019. Where he got career worsts in ERA, Sierra, and home run to fly ball percentage. I mean, a 5.19 ERA. The hope was that he was going to bounce back this year, but he missed the whole season after getting thoracic outlet syndrome in June. So, I mean, considering the fact that he hasn't been good in a couple years, the Rays are taking a big risk that Archer will return to being a viable starter, but. It does look like a bit of a steal for the reigning AL champs because they reunited with a player that they got such a massive return for just a few years ago. So basically, they traded Chris Archer for a bunch of good players and then got Chris Archer back. You know, it's it's like renting him out and then bringing him back. It's, it's kind of funny how the Rays pulled that off, but, but that's what they've done. Moving on, the other deal I want to mention is that the Twins have signed Nelson Cruz. They're bringing him back on a one-year, $13 million deal. Nelson Cruz has been one of the top hitters in the majors for a long time. And uh, the fact that he's now 40 years old is, is what makes us scratch our heads. Because his first two seasons with the Twins, each of the last two years, 2019-2020, rank among his best in his career. doesn't make sense for someone who's 40 years old. So it definitely raises eyebrows, especially considering the fact that he has tested positive for PEDs in the past. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be blunt here. I mean, this dude had a 163 weighted runs created plus over the past two years with 57 home runs. It's definitely a head-scratcher. I mean, it's no surprise the Twins are bringing him back, though, because, I mean, there were some questions about whether or not there would be a universal DH in 2021, so I'm sure that delayed the signing. But the MLBPA rejected MLB's proposal on Monday, which would have, you know, brought forth a universal DH. 
the decision's not fully made yet as to whether or not that's going to happen this year with the Universal DH, but there's a good chance that this impacted Cruz's decision. He probably wasn't trying to hold his breath to wait for that. I mean, reportedly Cruz wanted a two-year deal early in the offseason, but even though he's really good, he's 40 years old. He's not going to get that. It's not likely for someone his age to get a multi-year deal. So he got a one-year, $13 million deal to head back to the Twins. And like I, I was saying yesterday, I've been saying a lot. It seems like this winter, a lot of players are just are re-signing with their previous teams as free agents. They're free agents, and they just re-sign with the team they just left. It seems like that's happened a lot this winter. The other deal I want to mention is that the Brewers have signed Colton Wong. It's a two-year, $18 million deal. So... With DJ LeMayu going off the market, you know, a few weeks ago and whenever that was, LeMayu became the best second baseman remaining on the free agent market. So the Brewers pick him up two years, $18 million. He's going to stay in the NL Central, but he's going to Milwaukee now. And, I mean, he's obviously no stranger to the Brewers. Obviously, division rival Cardinals uh, was the team that he played for, but... I mean, he's getting a pretty nice check here. Two years, $18 million for a guy who's a 273 hitter with a 356 on base 398 slugging over his career. And he's good on the base paths too. He's good on the base paths. 77% stolen base performance uh, over the past four years, I should say. Those numbers I just rattled off over the past four years. But Colton Wong really, truly shines with his glove. Not even with the bat. It's his glove. He's an established premier defender at second base, and he's gotten a gold glove in each of the past two seasons as a runaway leader at second base in defensive runs saved in recent years. So Keston Hira was the Brewer's second baseman. Now they're definitely going to have to move him off that position. I mean, he's always been a bat first player with a pretty questionable glove at second anyhow. So there is talk of Hira getting work at first base. So, I mean, getting Colton Wong might really just push Kesson here to be their next full-time first baseman. So, yeah. Kesson here, um, I mean, we, we saw Jerickson Profar, Kike Hernandez, and Tommy LaStella each get somewhere from 6.5 to $7 million per year on multi-year deals as second baseman. Now, Colton Wong is getting $9 million a year. So, he's, he's setting himself apart. He's setting himself apart from the pack in terms of annual value because, I mean, he is better than those other guys. So that's all I have for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.